0: there my friend. Happy Labor Day weekend. Can you even believe it's Labor Day? I mean <laughs> this year has gone by so fast although I think when I when I think about the year and I think about what's happened and how I felt day to day I I kind of think of that statement that people say about parenting like the days are long and the years are short. And I look back at this past year and it's like there have been some hellified majorly long days, but when I look back, I feel like it has been a bit of a blur. And I will likely do my year in review. Uh I think I did that last year. Maybe I did it the year before. I don't know anymore. Um But there has been just a lot of crazy stuff that has gone on these past nine months. And I have joked before that I really feel like 2023 is the year of the leather pants for me. If you were familiar with that episode of Friends, where Ross is, you know, wanting to try something new for the year. And one of the first things that he tries is wearing leather pants on a date, which was a terrible idea. I just feel like that has been how my year has gone so far, minus, you know, some good things. And so (laughs) I just kind of coined that term to reference my thoughts about how 2023 has been for me. So looking back, you know, it, it has been a bit of a blur and I'm really hopeful that 2024 um, is not another year of leather pants but hopefully so far your 2023 is going well I'm not sure if you're excited about pumpkin spice lattes I'm really not a fan of them I just like what they represent and there's a local coffee shop that doesn't start their pumpkin spice lattes until October but they actually use a pumpkin puree not a syrup and I really like that. It's kind of got a milder flavor and it's probably less sugar if I'm being conscious of that. But really, when you're having a fufu coffee drink, are, are you really like focused on like the calories and the sugar? Probably not. Um, but anyway, new episodes will be dropping in September. This is September. So later this month, new episodes will be back. Uh, but I wanted to drop my tribute episode to my dog, Snickers. So he passed away on September 2nd, 2018. And obviously it still impacts me. And I had recorded a tribute episode to his brother, Twinkie, my first year of starting the podcast. I mean, it was like less than two weeks after I started the podcast. Actually, I recorded a tribute episode to Twinkie Uh, Because he passed away on November 11th. And last year, I wanted to record a tribute episode to Snickers. And what I have decided to do is, on the anniversary of their passing, for as long as I have the podcast, I am going to drop those episodes as a way to honor them. And I know I have new listeners, so this gives you an opportunity to get to know me a little bit better. And I know that many of us are dog lovers. I mean, many of us have pets and I think you have those people where they love their pets, but then they also have pets that are like their soulmates. And the dog I have now, I love him. He annoys me and drives me crazy, but he's mine. But the connection that I had with Snickers and Twinkie it's like the relationship I have with my my new-ish dog it's not even close to the same like I love Oso but the way I felt about Snickers and Twinkie and the way I feel about them now is that they were my soulmates and the loss I feel it every day and I actually went back and listened to this episode um Because I just wanted to kind of refresh my memory about what I said. And I still got all choked up listening to it. And these losses of Snickers and Twinkie, I think, were really the most significant losses that I had experienced up to that point. Um, If you follow me on Instagram or have listened to the podcast, you know that I lost my mom in March. I lost her a little over five months ago. And I mean, it blows my mind that it has been almost half a year. And from a human perspective, my mom obviously has been the greatest loss that I've suffered. However, our relationships with people are complicated. And my relationship with my mom was absolutely complicated. I loved her. I love her still. But the loss of my dogs, it's the love was just so pure. And so, you know, I'm trying to compare them and I really can't accept to say that the loss that I feel about my dogs. Um, it, it was such a pure relationship. And so I think its impact on me is greater in some ways. And that may sound odd to you, and that's okay. And I'm trying to articulate it as best I can. But again... Our relationships with people are so complicated and I think that's why so many of us feel so deeply when we lose one of our pets because for many of us and for myself included, that's our first experience with truly unconditional love. And like I wish I could say that I felt that for my mom and I didn't Um, and so it was interesting Listening back to that episode, knowing that I had lost one of my parents now, you know, less than a year after recording that episode. And it just gave me a different realization about certain things or a new realization about certain things and how because this loss of my mom impacted me in a way that is different than my dogs it doesn't mean that I didn't love my mom or I don't love my mom but I still get choked up when I think about my dogs you know Um, relationships are just interesting and can be quite complicated and I think in some ways love can be complicated and my love for my dogs was not it was nice because (laughs) in a world where we have many leather pants days um I never had a leather pants day with my dogs and so it's um nice to know that you can have those really pure relationships with another being it doesn't have to be a human being but just
1: Mm.
0: another being and one more thing I wanted to share with you before we go to the tribute episode is um, I truly believe Snickers and Twinkies still let me know that they're around. And one of the ways that they do that is I always see two little white butterflies near where I'm living. Um, I'll be out and about and it's always two little white butterflies And I believe that that is them. I believe that is their way of letting me know that they are still with me. When I see them, I just go, hey, buddies. And I've even mentioned it to my son. And so when he sees that, he'll say, like, oh, there's Snickers and Twinkie. And it means a lot to me. Um, And, you know, as I'm saying this, I'm also thinking, yeah, (laughs) you – you may think that this is just such BS, but it reminds me of the friends episode where Phoebe thinks her mom came back as a cat and Ross is just like, Oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous. And she's like, even if you think it's ridiculous, like who cares if I believe that this cat is my mom and it's bringing me some sorts of peace and comfort. Like, why do you care? And you know I was kind of hesitant to share that piece about the butterflies but then I'm like you know I believe that that's them and if other people don't believe it that's fine that's fine but it brings me peace and it brings me comfort and so if you have lost a pet that meant the world to you who's lost you still grieve know that you're not alone if you think you hear them or see them or feel them next to you or feel that they are showing that they're with you in some way, then that's what's happening. I truly believe that. I mean, we have such a limited knowledge of what we believe existing to be. You know, I mean, we think about like the physical realm And if it doesn't make sense to us, then it means it's impossible. But I think there is so much more that is actually possible. We just have a really, really, really limited frame of reference. So I'm going to wrap this up and get on with the tribute episode. But as always, friends, thank you so much for listening Stay tuned. I will have new episodes dropping later this month, and um if you listen and this episode touches you in some way, I would love to know. So here it is. Finally, my tribute episode to Snickers. I actually had to take a day off of the day job to work on my podcast. I uh, don't have a lot of time between a full-time day job and a nearly five-year-old. So you do what you have to do. And this is what I had to do. And I must say, I like this much, much more than the day job. I realize that some of you may be thinking, this is weird, right? Like she's recording a tribute episode about her dog. Who does that? I do. Me. Me. I've realized the last couple of years that just because someone else hasn't done something or you don't see someone doing something doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. If something is on your heart and your mind to do and you're not like breaking the law or hurting people, then do it. Because to me, it's on your heart and it's on your mind for a reason. And I had recorded a tribute episode to Twinkie, Snickers's brother on the anniversary date of his passing. So on November 11th of last year, I dropped a podcast episode that was a tribute to Twinkie and I wanted to do the same for Snickers. Unfortunately, it's like a week or so later, but my life is a a bit more hectic now than it was living back in San Diego. Interesting since I'm now in Montana, It's a slower pace of life, but I don't have much alone time, so I don't have as much time to record episodes. Um, I follow Gabby Bernstein on um, Instagram and uh, listen to her podcast on occasion, and um, she released this book not too long ago, called like happy days. And in it, she talks about just kind of the repercussions of, of trauma. And she categorizes trauma as big T and little T. And I remember listening to the audio book and I can't remember you know, it was like the big T trauma was like, oh my gosh, you know, like you, you, a family member dies or you're sexually abused or, you know, you're physically abused. Like things that I feel like people identify as these huge traumatic experiences, or you have this life altering accident, things like that. And then when she gave an example of small T trauma, one of the things that she referenced was losing a pet and I remember standing there and going that's
1: not little t trauma like
0: depending on who you talk to maybe it's little t trauma but I'm like aren't we kind of contributing to I guess the whole idea of minimizing someone's traumatic experience by classifying things as big T and little T trauma. And I will likely save that for a future podcast episode, but I remember standing in the bathroom as I was listening to that. And I was like, trauma is just trauma and whether something is big or little T trauma, that's subjective, And it made me think of
1: when I lost my dogs and while
0: it didn't have the same repercussions that a couple of the traumatic experiences that I've had in my life at a younger age, while the repercussions weren't the same, how it impacted me wasn't the same
1: it was traumatic for me
0: and the loss that I felt in losing Snickers and Twinkie was a loss unlike any other that I've ever felt I've had people in my life die a person that I dated, a cousin I was close to, my grandparents that I wasn't really close to. None of those losses impacted me the way losing my dogs did and continues to impact me. Just talking about them, I get emotional because I miss them so much. And so... I want to really just say to anybody like, if you've ever lost a pet and just been devastated and heartbroken by that, that's okay. Because to me, when I
1: think about it, many times our love for our pets that might be the only unconditional love that we've
0: experienced you know if your dog's upset your dog doesn't give you the silent treatment your dog you know like doesn't yell at you doesn't hold i mean i guess they might hold a grudge but the relationship is not really that complicated or Cats are
1: a little more complicated, right? But it's just love. And
0: aside from my son, I don't believe I've ever felt unconditional love. I think the concept of it is great. But I think that's part of why I loved my dogs so much. And why I still love them so much is it was such a pure relationship. It was just a relationship of pure love. Yes. They frustrated me at times, but there was not like this animosity and drama and resentment and these ulterior motives. And there, there wasn't any of that stuff that got in the way of their relationship. And
1: for me, I had, I had both of those dogs. Gosh, I,
0: the guy I dated, I was, the guy I was dating in 2003, he got them for me. So I was watching Legally Blonde. It was very trendy at the time to like carry your dog in a purse. And so like, I wanted a Yorkie that I could carry around in a bag and he could not find a Yorkie at the time. Like breeders were still being heavily utilized. Um, he could not find a Yorkie, but he found toy poodles and we drove out one night after work much further than we anticipated. And the guy had two dogs. Um, the dog that was eventually named Snickers and became mine. He was smaller than Twinkie, although they were both really tiny and I just wanted a smaller dog. And the deal was the guy that I was dating was going to keep Snickers at his house, although he'd never had a pet before. Um, He was going to keep him at his house. And then I would visit and maybe take him home on occasion. I lived with my parents at the time. And so when we went to see Snickers, we're like, okay, we're going to come back this coming weekend and get him. And then my ex was like, why don't we get both of them? And I said, are you, are you sure? Like are you sure that you want two dogs? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. So I'm like, of course, like they're brothers. I didn't want to separate them. And they are these two adorable toy poodles. Like, why would I not want them both? So came up with a junk food esque name, hence Twinkie. And, um, that was January of 2003. And I I had them from that point until Snickers passed in 2018 and Twinkie passed in 2019. And over the years, um, they were the one constant in my life. I would get into arguments with my mom and wouldn't be speaking to her. Um, you know, friendships kind of came and went romantic relationships came and went, but Snickers and Twinkie were always there and at times i felt like it was the three of us against the world and we were just kind of a thing <laughs> like my friends knew like if christy's coming snickers and twinkie are coming too and they just ran around with me everywhere i went and snickers i called him my little football with legs so he was this short and stocky little poodle with these little legs and he was just I don't know if he was the runt but I mean he was just like this burly little thing and Twinkie was more the traditional lanky you know kind of um fragile <laughs> type dog and Snickers was not Snickers was just this sturdy little guy and uh he made me laugh he was just the funniest little dog he would make these little kind of like snorting noises when he would get excited. He loved to burrow under the covers. He was easy too. like Twinkie could be very anxious. And I feel like Snickers was very just like chill, go with the flow. I'm just here to exist and have a good time and enjoy life. Until he saw a dog. <laughs> like, We would be walking and he would see another dog. And most of the time he would be fine. But if like we were in our front yard that wasn't fenced in and he would see a dog, I don't know if he was like, whoa, hold up. They're invading my territory. I need to take some action here to protect my space. He would run up to the dog. Now, keep in mind, Snickers was like 10 pounds and he would run up to these big dogs And he'd start barking and he's like, oh, you like scrappy Doo! like, let me at him. Let me, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And then all of a sudden he would get scared and start yelping as though he was being attacked. And then the owner would freak out. And I'm like, your dog didn't touch him. He's just being dramatic. And, uh, yeah, that was, (laughs) that was kind of like the one thing I was just like, huh. I don't get that. That's kind of interesting, but otherwise he was just this this super chill laid back dog. And in like, I don't know, 2005, I found this groomer, um, in Chula Vista, you know, when I live back in San Diego and she seemed really cool. And she was showing me pictures of her dog and her dog had a Mohawk and I had always been wanting, To do a mohawk on Snickers, but just the groomers were just crappy that I was going to, and I didn't feel like anyone was skilled enough to do that. So once I saw a picture of her dog with the mohawk, I was like, okay, you are the groomer for me, and you are the groomer for my dogs. And so the mohawk was kind of like his signature thing. And then she was also an artist, so she would dye the mohawk. And then there were times where she would get very elaborate with just designing the dogs. And, uh, he had a full body Mohawk a couple of times. She had also painted him to look like a tiger. And the fact that like that dog stayed still for about two hours to allow her to do that blows my mind. (laughs) I just, that just, baffles me. I mean, she was even able to do that with Twinkie. She painted him like a zebra. Um, it it just blows me away. What actually is really funny too is, um, you know, he was as, as a little, little puppy, he was the color of a Snickers bar, which is how I came up with the name over time, his coloring changed. So he was just kind of like this brown tan, like dark, brown, tan, black, kind of grayish little dog. But when he was painted like a tiger um and it started to fade, like you could still see the very distinctive stripes on him, and you could see the orange and there were a couple of times when I would go places and people actually asked like if that was his natural coloring <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, my dog he's part tiger, mm-hmm. and it just cracked me up and something else that i I thought was really funny too is at the time when he was getting his mohawk and the dogs were being dyed like you didn't see that. So it's like I know that they had like this show that um Rebel Wilson hosted like this dog grooming competition like that that sort of elaborate dog grooming like it wasn't being done at the time and it, or it just wasn't very common and so when you know, my dog groomer would get creative with them. A lot of times people looked at me really weird. Like, as I said, my dogs, they went everywhere with me. And so people just thought I was odd. Like even when I would go over to visit my family in Arizona, it's like, oh yeah, I was the crazy cousin from California whose dogs were like died and had Mohawks and all of that stuff. Um, but one of the things that I thought was really cool was, you know, I would be, I went to this outdoor mall a lot with them because it was a dog friendly mall and you could take the dogs in the stores and stuff. And I just remember like being there with them and you would see people and they would all have like, I don't know, resting bitch face, resting asshole face, whatever kind of resting unpleasant face. But when they would see the dogs, they would always smile And then sometimes they would laugh and I'm like, you know what, that's okay. If you're laughing, like laughing, like releases all of those happy juices, like regardless of the reason that you're laughing, like laughing makes you feel better. Smiling makes you feel better. So you know what, if this was like an amusing or a bright spot in your day, like these 10 seconds that you saw my dogs looking this way, then that makes me happy. And, um they were just the best. Like, it was just so nice to like have a crappy day. Not that part wasn't nice, but to be able to come home and know that those little guys were waiting for me and Snickers just, he would just crack me up, man. Like he loved to chase after birds as though he could catch them, but he really tried. And there was actually Um, a time when my husband and I, when we were dating, we went up to Pismo beach and they were actually really good off leash. So they had never been off leash until my husband and I started going out and camping together at, um, sand dunes. Uh, we went to Glamis if you're familiar with that. And so when we would go to Glamis, um, the first time, you know, my husband was like, well, why don't you take them off the leash? I'm like because they're not really off the leash in large open spaces like this, like, you know. And so we took them off the leash and they were fine. Like they stayed in camp and I was like, "Okay, like this this makes life easy." Um so we went up to Pismo Beach and Twinkie was fine off the leash. Um, but Snickers would get very excited when he saw the birds. And so (laughs) I had him on a leash most of the time and my husband was hitching up the trailer. So I went to take the dogs for a walk, you know, by the shoreline and there were no birds. So I was like, I'm going to take off the leash and I'm just going to let Snickers just go. Well, he saw birds (laughs) and he took off. Like he took off running and he is just, he was so cute when he would run, like he just catch air and his little ears would flap and it was adorable, but it was not adorable that day. So I have Twinkie, I pick him up and I'm running after Snickers, like yelling at him. And of course he's not listening because he's chasing birds. And there were these people that were just like camped out on this flatbed trailer, like in these, you know, beach chairs, just drinking beer. And I just remember like feeling so stupid as I ran past them chasing after this little dog who was chasing after the birds. I'm like, they're probably like laughing their asses off, right? So then I finally get to Snickers. He stopped and I clip the leash back on and then the birds go away. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the leash off. Well, then the birds come back but they're going in the opposite direction. So then Snickers takes off and runs in the opposite direction. So then I go running past, or I go running back after him, opposite direction, screaming. And then we pass the same flatbed trailer. (laughs) And I'm like, those people are probably like, why is that girl continuing to take the leash off of her dog? She is so stupid. And I was telling my husband this and he was just cracking up because I'm like, yeah, I can totally imagine like sitting there and being like, "Ah, ah, ha, look at that girl. And then 10 minutes later, "Ah, ah, look at her. Like there she is. She's stupid. She didn't learn. And um, it also reminds me of another thing that he did. So like when I would go visit, my family in Arizona, like my uncle had a house and then my grandma had a house about a quarter mile away. So you could see it and it's agricultural. So, you know, there's fields and stuff where they plant lettuce and everything between the houses. And we were outside and I think it was like some sort of family reunion or something. And I remember like, I didn't, I hadn't seen Snickers and Twinkie in a while. So, I look and because Twinkie's white, like they're way over at my grandma's house, you know, past the field. So I think they just moseyed on through the fields and ended up at my grandma's house. I'm really glad I saw them. And, um, I called them and I was like, get back here. So then they start hightailing it across the field and I see Snickers somersault, but he doesn't really lose like any time, you know, like he just like flipped and just kept coming back. And then um, they started going around the dirt road and out there, like they burn their trash and stuff. So there was this huge pile of ash and they're coming down the dirt road and Twinkie, I think, ran around it, but not Snickers. You see Snickers and I'm like, no, no, no. And he runs through the pile of ash and all you see is this big poof. And then he comes out and he's like covered in ash. And I was like... That's great. Yes. Awesome. So uh he was just he was just adorable. I love him so much. I miss him so much. And um, you know, my husband and I got married in 2014, and then I got pregnant in March of 2017, and I was like, you know, my dogs were getting older then, and I'm like, I just really want them to be around when my son is born. And my son was originally, his original due date was November 30th. And then, um, they were concerned about his size. So they scheduled a C-section and the C-section was scheduled for November 28th. So, both Snickers and Twinkie were still around when I had my son. And after I had Milo, I came across some veterinary paperwork and I saw that they all shared the same birthday. So they Snickers and Twinkie were born on November 28th, 2002. And then 15 years later, my son was born and I just, I just wanted them to be around when I had my son because they had been through so many life changes. And I was like, this is probably going to be one of the biggest ones I experienced. And I just, I wanted to have all three of them together for as long as I could. And, uh, Snickers had had a rough couple of years. Um, our dog Penny that we still have is very territorial. Um, she's chilled out a bit the past few years. Um, but whenever Snicky, Snickers or Twinkie would like come into her little bubble, she would snarl and then she would attack them. Penny's 65 pounds. Snickers were like nine and 10. And that actually created like a lot of friction between me and my husband because Penny is his dog. And, um, I was just pissed. I'm like, my dogs lived how many years Oops, we got Penny in 2013, you know? And I'm like, my dogs lived about 10 years without anything ever attacking them. And now like your fucking dog is just, attacking them for some random reason. And, you know, at the time they're probably like going, getting a little hard of hearing their eyesight, you know, Snickers had cataracts. Um, it just made things really hard. Um, and we tried to keep them separated as best we could. Uh, and there was one morning, um, I think this, this was the very end of 2016, I think. Um, where I had gone to work out. I was actually going to take Snickers and Twinkie with me and I didn't, I was going to have them hang out in the car. And, um, I got back to my car after working out and I had all these missed calls from my husband and I just knew I was like, it's something with Snickers and it's something with Penny. And I bet she attacked him. So I call my husband and he's like, okay, he's like, he's okay. But, I'm on the way to the emergency vet because Penny attacked Snickers and popped his eye out. And I was just mad. I was mad and I was scared and I don't even think I cried. I just got to the hospital as fast as we could, as I could. And Snickers was there, but my husband had like a towel over his head because he's like, I don't want you to see this. And the emergency vet was like, yeah, this is going to cost like five grand to do an enucleation. And, and I was like, I don't have five grand. And so what would my option have been to put him to sleep? Like, I just couldn't accept that. So we did, we ran care credit. I got approved for $1,400. We called our regular vet. And I said, this is all I have. And the vet said, bring him down. And so the vet was awesome. Um, She was great with him. She was great with me. What scared me um, aside from what had happened was that he had a heart murmur and we had avoided putting him under anesthesia, like for dental work or anything, because of the risk with the heart murmur. So she's like, there is a risk, but we're going to do everything we can. And I just remember like, those were some of the hardest hours of my life. It was, I think like three or four hours. And I think that's probably the first time like I ever literally got on my knees and just prayed that he would be okay. And When they called after the surgery, uh, I was so scared to answer the phone and they're just like, the vet was like, he's good. He made it through the surgery. Like, we're good. He's, you know, he's waking up from the anesthesia. Like everything went well. And, And like I said, they did it for exactly the amount that I had. And when we were sitting in the emergency vet, you know, my husband was like crying cause he felt awful and, uh, he's like, you know, I'll get rid of Penny. And I'm like, I don't even want to talk about that. I just like, that's not even on my mind right now. Like, I just need to know that he's going to be okay. And, um, thankfully he was, and, uh, we just became hyper vigilant about, Penny being around them, if no one was in the room and, um, he was okay. And, you know, then about 11 months later, I had my son. Um, but then one of the other things that had happened was he had a tumor on his rear end that I noticed the day he got his stitches out for his eye, I was giving him a bath. And I noticed this little tumor on his rear end. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? And so we took him in and, uh, the doctor's like, yeah, we would have to biopsy this. And I'm like, I I just can't, like, I just can't afford this right now. Um, and I'm like, and what am I going to do? Like, you can't really remove the tumor there. That would be a pretty invasive surgery given his age, what he's just gone through. Like, I, I am not mentally prepared to do that nor financially. Can I do that at this time? So over time, the tumor got bigger. Um, it started out probably like half the size of your pinky nail. And then it probably got up to gosh, I don't know. Like if you were to take four of your thumbnails and put them together, it got that big. Um, It would bleed, but we were able to stop the bleeding pretty quickly, but otherwise he was fine. Like, I mean, he was an old man dog, but he was fine. Um, and then it just got to the point where it was bleeding pretty heavily. Um, like there was my my husband had said something to me and i was like no like it bleeds but it stops but then the morning that we had to say goodbye like we would always put like a pillowcase or something under him and it was just a big pool of blood in a very short period of time and um i said something to my husband and he's like well that's how it was the other day and i was like i didn't know it was this bad And I just, he went to put him in the tub and I said, you know what? I, I don't know if this bleeding is going to stop. And even if it stops for how long, and I don't want us to be at work and come home and he's bled to death. Like I just, I can't deal with that. And at this point he was going to be 16 years old in a couple of months And he was an old man, like he couldn't see. And, you know, I think he would get disoriented at times and, um, it was time. If that hadn't happened that morning, I probably wouldn't have made that decision at that point, but taking everything into consideration and just how badly that was bleeding. um, It, it felt like the right thing to do. Uh, So I said, you know, if, if these two veterinarians are there, we'll go today. And so um, we went that morning and uh,
1: that was the hardest things I've ever had to do you know we took we took Twinkie in there uh, and uh, it was just hard you know when I was a kid and we had pets my mom was always the one that went in there with them
0: my dad could never handle it emotionally, which is interesting to me since he grew up on a farm and (laughs) slaughtered animals, you know, I think, but maybe that's why I think he had to kill his dog once. And that's awful. Um, when my husband, we had to say goodbye to his dog Tonka in 2013. Um, was the first time either of us had ever been present with one of our own animals and had made that decision ourselves and for me to do that with snickers um especially just kind of very quickly to have to had made that decision um it was really hard and then to just know that This little creature that made my life so much better wasn't even going to be in my life like half an hour later.
1: There was a part of me that felt like I wouldn't even exist. Like I was just like, how can I wake up tomorrow and not have him in my life? It was really hard it still is um but I know
0: it was like the right thing to do he went very quickly you know his body was tired
1: um but it just it sucked leaving there with only one of them and
0: um He and Twinkie had been up there a lot. Um, I mean, I'd I'd been going to that event since I had them. And then like over the summer and stuff, it was just really hot in our house. And so we would take them up there every day. My husband would. And so the girls that work there um, got really attached to both of them. And a lot of times they weren't even like in the kennel in the back. They were just hanging out with the girls and stuff. And, um, when Snickers passed, I got three cards from the staff. Um, and it wasn't like the generic, like, I'm sorry for your loss. Like it was very specific about his mohawk or his little yips or his personality. And I felt really blessed that,
1: that there were so many people that, that loved him, you know? And
0: it was just strange. Like I know, uh, if you've had a pet, you know, and you go home and you see their bowl or you see their bed or you see their collar, um,
1: it's really hard that the absence, you just feel it. And I remember I slept with his collar on my nightstand for a while.
0: And I remember like the next morning, there was a very distinctive tinkling of the tags. Like I knew, I knew which of them was like standing and moving around by the tags on their collar and how they sounded. And what's funny is like the tags were exactly the same but they sounded different on each dog. And so the morning after he passed, I remember I awoke to the sound of the tinkling of the tags and it sounded like his, not Twinkies. And Twinkie kind of became like an old man after we lost Snickers. Um, I think he was just in a depression and then his age just caught up with him. I miss those dogs every day. I miss Snickers every single day. Like there is not a day that goes by where I don't think of them. And as I shared in my episode about Twinkie, I really feel like the fact that they all have the same birthday, Snickers and Twinkie and my son. I don't believe that that's a coincidence. And I believe like the compassion and the love that I have for
1: my son and just the
0: selflessness (laughs) at times. Um, Those are all traits and characteristics, I guess,
1: like that I developed in being
0: Snickers and Twinkies mom. And if this sounds crazy to you, that's okay. (laughs) but if this doesn't sound crazy to you,
1: then thank you. Um,
0: I had a dream with Snickers and Twinkie, uh, probably about a year ago. And in the dream, I saw them, I saw one of them. And then the other one came through like some high grass and I picked them up, each of them up. And even in my dream, I could feel, I could feel their body. I could feel their weight. I could feel how they differed. I could feel like the texture of their fur. Snickers was very tight curls and Twinkie was more loose like hair. And uh, I just woke up and I was so sad, but at the same time, like so happy because I felt like they visited me. And I remember I shared that on Facebook at the time. So it was a while ago because I haven't been on Facebook in a very long time. And one of my friends was like, you love deeply. And um, I was like, they were my babies. I didn't know how to love them any other way.
1: They made me a better person. And I'm always going to be grateful for that. And I'm always going to be grateful
0: for the time that I had. With them and as I said you know this episode was intended to drop on the four-year anniversary of his passing which would have been September 2nd and even then it's like
1: my mind can't comprehend that it's been four years Like, it just seems crazy to me, Um, but I did the episode
0: for Twinkie. I wanted to do it for Snickers and I just want to tell you that if you love your pets deeply, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it, as I said, is one of the most pure kinds of love out there and we deserve that. And...
1: I know there's that little expression out there that's like, people don't deserve dogs. Maybe we don't, but but I think we deserve an opportunity to experience the joy, the unconditional love. And um, maybe that's why they're here. So we can actually feel that. It's pretty amazing.
0: So I had this sign made that says, most of us have been told that angels have wings and some of us have learned that they have paws. And, um, I feel that's true for me. I feel like Snickers and Twinkie are my little guardian angels. I believe that they show me in their own special ways that they're still with me. And, um, my son even knows who they are
1: and I think understands to the best of his ability how important they were and they still are to me. And it's
0: um, interesting because I have a new dog. I've had him for two years and I love him, but it's, the connection with him is like totally
1: not the same. And so for me I'm like, I think that does speak to how special they were and they are. And uh if you've listened, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty, as you could tell, emotional especially when it comes to them and um, I just know that these types of losses can really can really impact us and the people that don't get it, they don't get it but the people that do, do and if you've ever been like greatly impacted by the loss of a pet, just know they are
0: not alone. I mean, they're a part of your daily routine in life. And, uh, I think it makes sense
1: when it impacts us so much.
0: And I feel like we, we minimize that, you know, it's, just a dog. It's just a cat, just a horse, looking at a horse across the road. Um, maybe to that person, it's just a something, but if it's not just a dog to you or just a cat to you, that's okay. I don't, I don't think we should ever feel embarrassed about loving something deeply and being impacted by our loss. So if, if you feel me on this, I'm glad. And just know that you're not alone. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it and I'll talk with you soon.